Welcome to today's episode of Crowdfire Stories. On this podcast, I interview fire starters to get their story of success. We get real about the challenges of marketing yourself and how our fire starters get motivated, stay motivated, and make success happen. Crowdfire helps them do that by being the marketing assistant in their pocket. And the fire starter of the day <laughs> is Rick. And Rick is a radio personality and podcast host. He started imitating radio hosts when he was just five years old. He literally made his childhood dream a reality. And today he's going to tell us about it. Hello. Hey, Kara. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, just a busy day, as always. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Let them know what your business card says and maybe where they can find you online? My name is Rick Daniels, and I'm a radio personality. I currently work at uh, KQFC in Boise, Idaho, which is uh, owned by Cumulus Media. I'm an on-air talent. I do afternoons, 2 to 7 Mountain Time, and then I handle all the social media for the radio station. And then, of course, um, you can find all that at uh, NashFM979.com. And then I have my own social media profiles. The username on all of them is On Air with Rick. And you can find me at onairwithrick.com. And uh, that's about it. You're also a podcast host, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I just launched it, so sometimes I forget to talk about it. Um, yeah, I uh, I have this podcast called Live One Radio, and it the name used to be a uh, an internet station that I had, you know, just for fun many, many years ago. I'd say about 15 years ago. And then I shut that down because of the music licensing issues. You know, it costs a lot of money to, to play music on the internet now. So got away from that, but uh, decided to keep the name. And, and I thought, you know, what, I'll just make it into a podcast. And that's what I started doing this year. So uh, you can find that on my website, onairwithrick.com. And there's a new website launching soon for it, liveoneradio.com. And then on Twitter, they're at liveoneradiousa. So you can find us there as well. Awesome. How did you get into being a media personality? I started off with radio. At age 15, I just kept bugging the local program director in my town, a little town called Mount Vernon, Indiana, which is outside of Evansville, Indiana. And uh, I think they just got tired of me bugging them. <laughs> so my first job was uh, running the, the soundboard for uh, St. Louis Cardinals games. And I just kind of worked my way up. And by the time I was 18, I was doing evening drive on the country station they owned. And I just kind of took off from there. Awesome. And what did you want to be when you were growing up? Has it always been a media personality or? I don't know if I'm a media personality. I'm definitely a radio personality. That's that's what I claim. I think the earliest I remember is at age five. So yeah, pretty much all my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I remember when I was five, I learned how to, uh, a lot of, a lot of listeners right now won't know what this is, but there were the, you know, those waterproof boom boxes they used to make. Yeah. And it had the, you know, the double tape deck and you could dub stuff back and forth at the same time. So I would record radio stations and dub those tapes to the point where I could mix them and crossfade them right on my boombox. And then I would go back and listen to shows of people I, you know, I looked up to and I would imitate them. That, that was the old school way of wanting to get into radio. Nowadays, it's really not like that. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into it. So I'd say from age five. It was my dream, and you know I'm living my dream right now doing radio. I've been doing it for 20 years. You're active in a lot of places. You have a digital uh, presence in a lot of places. So 
And it takes yeah. a lot to maintain all that. And it takes a lot to be familiar with all of it. So definitely wanted to give you credit for that. To be quite honest, I've only been at that for a couple of years. I was hitting some points in my career in the late 2000s where I was kind of hitting some dead ends because I had no digital presence whatsoever. And so I had to kind of, you know, like what you were referring to, I had to do some research on how to do it correctly. You don't want to, the biggest thing I learned is, you know, you have to do what works for you. What worked for me at first was Facebook and Twitter. That's where I started. Folks like Lori Lewis, who writes the all access merge column. She's, I mean, she's just a digital pioneer. She just does all kinds of great stuff and has great advice. She's been a mentor for quite a while and has led me in the right direction. Uh, and there's some other media personalities that, quite frankly, I just copied ideas off of. And uh, they've caught fire over the last few years, and it's just worked out great. And, of course, Crowdfire, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid to say this. Crowdfire has totally changed my Twitter presence. And it's not just a product you know, that you buy. You know, you guys have great Thursday chat, you know, you can learn a lot of great tips and skills and how to get your reach and uh, engagements up. And just the articles that you put online and the videos and and other things that you do have been really helpful. And if you're really serious about having a digital presence, you've got to do your homework. You got to know, you got to have a plan, you got to know how to attack it. And uh, you've got to put really good content out there as well. What made you want to start radio show then secondary like the the podcasting i know you talked about in the past you kind of had a show online and you let it go and now you brought it back but it sounds like now you i mean you have a really thriving career in as a radio personality so why go back to podcasting well i actually i've never done podcasting till now the prior project was just an internet radio station we played music and once in a while i would do um, like interviews with up-and-coming artists and that kind of fizzled out a few years ago I decided to go into podcasting because that's a big growth area right now. And, you know, I've always kind of been late to the party, to be honest. Uh, when it came to social media, I was kind of late to the party. And podcasting is really starting to turn a corner. And you can monetize it, too. You can make money. And uh, I've already got a couple of sponsors, six episodes in. If you've got enough influence, or this is why social media is so important. If you've got the likes, follows, and the influence you're more likely to be able to monetize things that you're doing. So, you know, I've got the the pre-roll and then, you know, mid-podcast and then in-the-podcast sponsors, and, and that's starting to bring a little money in. And that's really the reason I decided to get into it. It's just some extra income. And it's really cool to also interview very interesting people and kind of see a different side of them. You You know, a lot of times if they're colleagues or people in our industry like radio or social media, you kind of see the professional side. But you want to ask questions to bring out that personal side and it just makes it way more interesting. And I kind of get paid to have a hobby, I guess. Uh, (laughs) That's what podcasting is. I mean, you get to have fun with it and be creative. And that's why I decided to get into it. Radio is, uh, you know, I love radio, but it's, you know, it's very corporate now. It's somewhat cookie cutter in a way. And I'm not saying they've taken the creativity away. You just don't have as many opportunities as, as you did 25 years ago to be creative. And with podcasting, you've got just tremendous potential to do, you know, great things with that, that type of product. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> no, I think it does. I think it does. Um, also, though, you know, you were talking a little bit before about, you know, you got to this point that things were getting a little stale and you realized that you had to bring in some social media marketing and some digital marketing to kick things up a notch for your own career. If you had to put, like, say, a percentage on the importance of marketing for a radio personality or even for a podcast, could you could you give us an idea of how important it is? 
if you had asked me that question five years ago, I probably wouldn't have put much of an emphasis on it. But now that I've kind of learned how it works and I, you know, I'm still learning, I think it's 100% important. I think it's if you want to be any type of personality, not just a media personality, if you just want to have any online presence, social media is the key. Not get your name out there, get your brand out there. You know, you've got to make, you've got to brand yourself. You've got to figure out what works for you, what your niche is, and then um, decide what audience you want to go after. And, you know, that's all part of, like I said before, you, you've got to make a plan. You can't just start a Twitter account and, you know, hope people will follow you or respond to your tweets or whatever. You've got to follow people that would find you interesting. I think that's a good way to start off your base. And as you get retweeted or whatever shared, more people might find you interesting because their friend found you interesting. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a snowball effect, if you will. So I can't take all the credit there. I just, I built a small base and then just worked from there. It's extremely important, I think, in any career field to have some type of social media presence. And again, do what works for you. If, if Instagram is your thing, but you're not so great at Facebook or you, you don't think Facebook's going to get you any results, then stick with Instagram, you know? Fortunately for me, I've been able to do all three. I can do Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So it's worked out very well. I think you gave a really good takeaway there when you were talking about it's important to know kind of what the best platform is for you and to do really well on that platform. If you can add more platforms that you also really like, then add those platforms. But it's not about having necessarily a presence everywhere. It's about having a really good presence and at least one place. So I think that that was a really important takeaway. I just want to reiterate that a little bit. That was really good. Yeah, I have radio people who ask me for advice, which still blows my mind because there's way more qualified people than me to give them advice on social. But that is the one thing I constantly tell people. I'll look at all the, I'm like, well, give me a list of your accounts. And they'll have like a Snapchat, a Twitter, an Instagram, you know, a Periscope, a Facebook page that they haven't used in like 18 months. And I'm like, all right, well, delete the other five and use these two because you don't want to have accounts sitting out there being inactive. It just makes you look bad, I think. So if you're not going to use them, get rid of them. There's no reason to hang on to them unless you've got a username or something like that you don't want to lose. But find a way to hide your profile if you can or whatever until you decide when and where you want to start using it. I think that's very important. Just narrow it down and make it as easy as possible for people to find you too. That's another important thing. I had like 10 different social media profiles like two years ago. I mean, I slimmed it down big time because I found that I wasn't using the other five or whatever. And I had to really think about where people found me the quickest. And top three were Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's where I get the most messages or people reach out to me or engage me. And I just decided to stick with those three and move forward. For someone who's starting out as a podcast, do you have any recommendations in terms of tools that they should maybe try out or or even some maybe things that people don't quite realize when they're first starting out in podcasting, what the difficult parts of it are going to be? Well, find a good platform to be on. Now, fortunately for me, I was able to get a, an account with Audio Boom. They actually reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you've got some influence. Would you like to do a podcast? And I hadn't even thought about it before, really. And then I started exploring it, read some articles on the growth and all that good stuff. But make sure you do your homework before you start one and make sure you know what your mission is, like your make a mission statement to yourself. Like, this is what I want to do with this. I mean, you could probably go off path once in a while if you find an interesting interview to do. But I mean, just find your niche. And my niche, I found is, I think I'm a pretty good interviewer just with my radio experience. And then I also, you know, my specialties are country music, 
that's the format that I'm in and I plan on staying in in a long time. You know, that's a good base to build off of. So getting some artists to interview, even if they're not major artists, just some up and comers. I call them warm up episodes. You know, I'm kind of warming up uh, so I can maybe land some bigger interviews later down the road. So, you know, like, again, like I said before, just have a plan. So this year I plan to do a minimum of 15 podcasts. That's my minimum. Now, I could do more than that if the opportunities come along. Don't make it too hard on yourself. And then obviously gain some knowledge in how to do audio editing. Maybe reach out to a a radio friend of yours to have them kind of give you a crash course on proper editing skills and how to maybe write out copy. We call it copywriting. So if you you do land a sponsor, you you want to make sure it sounds professional and you're just not doing it off the seat of your pants. That's the worst way to do it. Finally, if you've already got social media accounts, this is one thing I learned as I went along. Don't start brand new social media accounts until your podcast has like good numbers, like a lot of listens. Now, my podcast is not quite there yet, quite frankly. I I think I've got maybe around 5,000 listens right now for six episodes. I don't think that's that great. I think it should be a much higher number. But, you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. So I'm not going to start a bunch of social media accounts for this podcast until I know I've got a pretty good following. And even then, if you've already got social media accounts, use your accounts. I mean, it is about branding yourself. So I use my current social media accounts to promote the podcast, basically. That's all I can think of right now. (laughs) Those are all all great tips. Um, You mentioned podcast editing or audio editing and having um, maybe someone give you a little bit of a crash course in there and kind of getting at least a little familiar with that. Do you have any platforms you would recommend for maybe beginners? Well, I mean, you could buy a copy of Adobe Edition. That's the industry standard audio editor. We use them in radio stations. Even people who aren't in radio or just podcasters, they probably use that program as well. If you don't want to spend the money, Audacity is another great program. It's a free download that's available for Windows and Mac. It doesn't have a lot of the meat and bones that Adobe Edition has, but it's got basic multi-track capabilities and you can record audio in it and do some basic editing and maybe maybe some filtering and hard limiting. And also when you download those programs, make sure you set the record in mono. You don't want to do it in stereo, mainly because a lot of podcast listeners, you know, they listen on their iPhone or Android or even their desktop computer. Those are all mono speakers. So it'll make your files smaller and easier to upload. Yeah. And that's about it, really. Some Audacity or Adobe Edition is what I would go with. Do you have any, you know, favorite tools or Uh, kind of strategies that you use that are about, you know, pushing out audio episodes, you have experience during this from radio as well. So I'm sure, you know, getting people into listening to the radio station, I'm sure you've had to, you know, do some work there too. Fortunately for me, I already had a logo and I just took the logo from my old internet station. So uh, I was fortunate to get that. So I would consider maybe getting a logo design. And then, you know, when you're creating a podcast, you're kind of creating cover art. It's like no different than putting an album or a CD out there. If you're a musician, you want something that grabs somebody's attention when they pick up that CD. Well, online, it's no different. So when I'm tweeting out a new podcast, I make sure I get a high resolution photo from that guest. And then I attach my logo on it and I put their names in big, bold letters. Once good, great suggestion I got from Lori Lewis about a month ago, because she was a guest on my podcast, was find a quote within the podcast that really stands out from your guest and maybe put that quote in that graphic or put it in your title when you're tweeting or Facebooking it out. They're going to want to listen to find out what that quote meant exactly. What, what was the dialogue that caused that quote to happen? Now, I haven't done it on every podcast I've done, but I've done it on a couple and it has, you know, drew some great results. 
there's really no tools that you could use to do any of that. You just got to, you know, as you're doing the podcast, take really good notes while the person's talking. So you can kind of go back and, and know what the great points of the podcast were. I use canva.com. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Kara. But, yeah, um, I have. I've tried it before. It's really easy to use. Yeah, I just upload that high-res photo they send me. And quite honestly, I just I upload my photos and I decide where I want to put everything. That's basically how I do it. And honestly, uh, the only social media management app that I use is Crowdfire. I think that was really important and a really good takeaway because I think sometimes when people think of promoting audio, they don't always think of you know a graphic or, or something aesthetic being so important. Photo that you can put out there really drives a lot more attention. So working as a radio personality, you get to meet all kinds of people, right? You get to meet yeah. all kinds of celebrities and stars and things like that. But as someone who's built such an active online presence, has there been anybody that you've met so far or had like an online connection with that was a kind of a surprising connection or that you got excited about? Well, I have all kinds of country artists and social media celebrities that follow me on Twitter. And I, I've had talks with them. There's a few, I can't elaborate any further than that, but I've got a few scheduled for my podcast this year, some pretty big names. I can give one out. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Chad Prather, he's the guy on Twitter that started the Truck Talk videos. And this guy literally built a following just doing that. He was a rancher, just a regular rancher, <laughs> and decided to embrace Twitter He's having these rants about, uh, you know, hey, son, pull your bridges up. Like, the, you know, those type of rants, how to be yeah. how to be a better gentleman, how to be a better man. If I can build an online presence, if someone like Chad can build a presence and put good, engaging content out there, anybody can be successful in social media. You got to find your niche. And his niche was rants. And and they were good rants. They, they weren't harmful. They weren't demeaning to anybody. Just regular, good old rants of, of common sense. He's got a music career going now. He's got a show on one of those TV networks. Uh, I can't remember which one it is, but uh, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going from him. He's been able to monetize that <laughs> and make a living doing that type of stuff. That's so cool. And I love that you're talking about him because if you've got something to say to the world that you can just get out there and say it. Like I said, a lot of the people who listen to the podcast, they're ready to bring something to the world, but then sometimes there's some hesitation or you know, it takes a lot of bravery to do that too. Obviously you being a radio personality, but you, know, you wanting to do it from a young age, you were kind of always ready for that. But have you ever felt that? Have you ever been a little, um, I'm not sure if shy is even the right word for it, but um, a little bit scared to be hundred uh, percent authentic out there in the world? To be honest, yeah. Not now. Uh, quite frankly, when I started the first couple of years I was on Twitter and Facebook, I mean, I was just posting memes all the time. And, you know, I would get some reaction from it, but it wasn't doing anything. What I learned was the biggest thing you can do when you're putting content out there is to be what you said several times, be very authentic, be yourself, and some will like it and some won't. And if you can get past that and not worry about what everybody thinks of you. So, you know, th there's just so many factors and variables that you have to consider when you're putting something out there on a daily basis. At some point, you just kind of, Kind of, kind of, you know, I'm kind of like, well, all right, I can't worry about that stuff anymore. I've just got to put it out there, quit being shy, quit, quit worrying about what all these other things that could happen that won't, won't let it work and just move forward and do the best that you can hack away at it. That's good advice. There's no easy way. You just grow thicker skin and you just keep going and you don't let anyone stop you. Something else that I would like to talk about a little bit uh, is working in this audio industry and working in the podcast specifically because you are creating content. 
how do you keep up with creating that content and kind of what motivates you or inspires you for the content that you're going to create next? If you've got a verified Facebook page, you can apply to get access to Signal. I think you just Google access to Facebook Signal and you can find the link and apply for it. And it takes a couple of days to get approved for it. If you're a public figure or celebrity or radio personality or TV person, normally those are the people that get qualified for that. Wish I had a better answer, but I use that a lot. And then Facebook Mentions is another great app if you've got a verified page. And it's very similar to Signal. And it gives you a few more advantages than most Facebook users. There may be people out there with verified pages that, that this might be a help to them. If you're not verified, then use the, the trending section of Facebook and Twitter a lot. Because Facebook and Twitter and even Instagram now, you have to take what they give you. I think that's the best way to strategize how to push out content or find things to talk about. So look at their trending articles section and talk about those things. Because if you do, you're going to get pushed up the ladder a lot faster than most people. Awesome. So I just want to give you a kind of last closing opportunity. If there's anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about so far, any I know words of wisdom you want to impart or any you know kind of self-promotion anywhere you want people to find you online. Well, again, my name is Rick Daniels. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just search Rick Daniels. I've got the you know that little blue check mark or whatever. I, I think that that helps you come up first if you search somebody's name or whatever. So that's that's a good advantage that I didn't point out earlier. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at On Air with Rick. I'm starting to play with Snapchat a little bit. You can find me there as well at On Air with Rick, and then On Air with Rick dot com. That links to all of my stuff, the podcast, and then also my stuff for Nash FM 97.9, which is in Boise, Idaho. That's where I'm currently at. You know, I would download an app like Crowdfire. It's going to help you stay organized. It's also going to help you create a plan. And then, you know, create great content. And like I said a couple minutes ago, use whatever those platforms are giving you to your advantage. It just takes careful planning and strategy, and you have to expect to fail. Don't get frustrated with what you're doing with social or podcasting. Stick with it and have fun. That's the most important part. Have fun. This is so much fun to do. <laughs> Absolutely. It really it really is, though. It really is. When you think about building an online community, you get to go out there and, and talk and meet new people and say what you want to say to the world. And it should be fun. It should be fun to be yourself. I think that's all I got. <laughs> awesome. No, this was really great. You gave so many good takeaways. Um, and this, And we got plenty of great content from this. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing the podcast soon and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks, Kara. Have a good one. Bye, Rick. How inspiring was Rick's story on teaching himself how to market his own brand? I think we've all been there or sometimes that's how we feel day to day right now. And I love that I got a chance to meet Rick. And I hope you get a chance to say hi to him too. You can find his social media links in today's show notes. And if you're ready to attack, as Rick said, your own marketing, you can download the Crowdfire app in the Apple or Android app stores. And if you're feeling old fashioned, you can find it at www.crowdfireapp.com. Like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We make this for you, Firestarter, and we couldn't do it without you. So stay tuned for the next episode.